0: Hey, Mum, come and have a look at this. I've got something to show you.
1: Oh, God, what do you want now, Arthur? Go on, read it out. Mummy's Boy with Arthur Hill. A brand new podcast starring Arthur Hill and his mother, Lise. What the bloody hell is this?
0: I've signed us up to do a podcast. See, this is the contract. Oh, Arthur.
1: It's Mummy's Boy.
2: Mummy's Boy is my new podcast where I head back home each week to catch up with my mum and help bring her into the 21st century. Listen to Mummy's Boy every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is a crowd
2: podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Chloe Garth Crooks. To be more like Chloe, go to Patreon.com, search for Joe Marla Show, and become an official sponsor today. You're listening to the Marla Show. It isn't on the radio. It's a podcast. Fool, you listen anywhere you go. The Joe Mollis Show. Hang on. <laughs> you don't even have to read the script for this first bit. It's just, just you and me talking nonsense. Yeah, I know, but I'm just
0: getting my thing, my eggs in a in a row. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get your ducks in a row, or you're getting some eggs in the same basket? There's eggs in a row. That's Is it not eggs
0: in a row? <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> off! Well, all right, you think that's a piss take? Like, you still put eggs in a row, don't you? How do you? How, how are your eggs presented in your house?
2: They are. They come pre-presented in two rows in the egg box. And then <laughs> what do you do with them? Uh, I break them. What? Just there and then? When as soon as you buy them, you just break <laughs> them. You're, and I'm meant to be the moron, <sighs> Joe. We've got a little bit of a problem before we start today because incontinence. We can't call our guest by their actual name because they're sort of undercover on our show. What name shall we give this person? You've got the spy back, have you? The spy that Steve lost, you've got back. It's funny you should say the spy who Steve lost because that almost sounds like a James Bond film. And Joe, today's guest, cool Shirley Bassey impression. is James Bond. Next week is James Bond. This week is... Diamonds are forever, forever. Is that Nelson Mandela? It was Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> I was bit. actually
0: going for Sean Connery. Sean, sure. You're doing Sean Connery? Diamonds are forever, you know. He still sounds like
2: Nelson. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so our diamond expert that we've managed to track down needs to be called something
2: else. Suggestions off the top of my head. Uh, Steve... Leonardo, no, there was a reason why I said. Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Why, okay, Tom? Why Steve? Well, Joe, you enjoy playing rugby. I actually don't enjoy playing rugby. Joe, you play rugby. Imagine if you went to a club based in the northwest of the country, and their former director of rugby greeted you. Borthwick is a type of diamond. Is it? Further north. Listen, Listen, put together the name I gave you. You mean Stuart? Do you mean Stuart? <laughs> you spit Leeds, Stuart Lancaster. Put together the first name I gave you, which was Steve, and the topic of today's show: expert.
0: <laughs> Very good. All right, I'm playing the prat. Don't mind about it. I got it. It's Steve Diamond. I don't know about Steve. What about uh, Denny? Denny. Denny. No, Denny. How are you spelling it? D. It doesn't matter. D A N N Y. Okay. Denny Archer. Oh, okay, yeah. From Blood, Blood Diamond. Diamond, yeah. T-I-A, Yeah. Get the zebra off the core. <laughs> you know, you think my accents are bad. I know he, I know full well he doesn't listen, which is a, is a real shame, but Leonardo Capro's accent in Blood Diamond is dog shit. And in my opinion, I don't want to get done for defamation of character or something like that, but that's just an opinion. So
1: what are we going with, Danny or Steve? What do you want to be called? Yeah, so I Steve considering i'm sale fans let's go steve diamond sale sale sell away sell away sell away loads of things are on sale today
2: <laughs> okay is this is the worst start we've ever done to this I, show? Actually I, actually think, I actually think it's the best um so fuck you top <laughs> <laughs> joe do you own any
0: diamonds have you ever bought any diamonds I have. I don't, I'm not sure whether I can talk about it. Oh, we're doing a podcast where we can't call each other by our proper names. No, we can. I think. Oh, we can? Yeah. Oh, okay. All
1: right. That's, I'm, yeah, I can call you by your names, right? Because yes. I'm planning on that. Okay, yes. fine. fine. <laughs>
0: um, but, you know, we're talking about stories that potentially we're worried about talking about. And do I own diamonds? Uh, I bought diamonds. I don't think I own them anymore because I, I gave them to my my beloved wife, having keistered them from <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> or that's certainly what it felt like because I got so scared bringing them back to this country. Even though I had all the correct paperwork, I did everything right with taxes and all that lot, I still felt like a criminal. Did you? Where did you purchase them? South Africa. So, so right. Because I'd actually uh, organised for the boys on the tour, uh, towards the end of the tour, you know, a diamond guy to come in and we set up a secret room um, and guys would go in there one by one. <laughs> oh no, is it, it out loud Is it definitely to do with diamonds, this? Yeah, so I organised that Because I wanted to sort out diamond Apparently that's what you do when you go to South Africa You just sort out diamonds So like, oh, boys were coming back and forth Like, all right, you dip in, dip out like,
2: Oh god, the way I'm <laughs> describing it is fucking dreadful Who bought the biggest diamond? Uh, I can't disclose that I genuinely can't disclose that wait, just wait, don't, don't say it out loud But mouth their name to me You've got to to move your lips.
0: (laughs) Who? Say again. Let's go back to South Africa bit. Yeah, dodgy South... Yeah, so anyway, I ended up getting a couple of diamonds. Apparently they're cheaper or... That's what the... Funnily enough, that's what the diamond guy said. Oh, yeah. Even though they didn't seem that way. And then it often crossed my mind, why am I doing this? Why am I actually buying a diamond for my wife? as a gift like wh- why 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 do i have to buy a, a diamond for engagement why do i have to buy it as a push present or like wh- wh- where's that all come from have you bought Murph a diamond before
2: no but is you- that why you're not married because you don't <laughs> want to buy the diamond <laughs> i'm in some ways i'm slightly disappointed that you have bought daisy a diamond because i thought joe that you and i were slightly differently wired when it comes to the idea of marriage you um had absolutely no ceremony or far, deadly far far about your marriage to Daisy, and I've gone even further and still haven't married Murph. So the fact that you've done something conventional on the way to a very unconventional wedding, in some ways, uh, upsets me.
0: Right, Steve. I, I I would like to know what is the most expensive diamond you've ever had to commute? No, you've ever had to compute. What's the word?
1: I don't, what are you trying to say? Travel.
0: Transport? Transport.
1: Fuck So there's there'll be two, right? So you've got an item of jewelry worth seventy million pounds. Pardon? An item of jewelry worth seventy million pounds. It was seven red diamonds um, in one piece of jewellery. And I don't know if you know Joe, but coloured diamonds are extra valuable. What do you mean coloured diamonds? So I only
0: heard that there's like a diamond that is yellowy and then the other one is pink.
1: Right, yeah, so you've got, of diamonds that get mined, right, about 30% of them are used for jewellery. 70% of them, which are basically piss colour, uh, are used in drills. because
0: are-
1: 70% are used in drills? Yes. It's the hardest thing on the planet, is a diamond. The only thing that can scratch a diamond or break a diamond is another diamond. Harder than Ellis Genge? It's harder Good. than Ellis Genge, and it's funny you should mention that, because there's a hardness scale, right? A diamond... Is a ten out of ten on the Mohs scale. The Mohs scale is how hard an uh, an object is. How is Mohs
0: like M O H S like Mo's
1: like Mo's from Simpsons? Okay. And I was thinking to myself, like (laughs) grading Mo from
2: Simpsons. (laughs) I was like,
1: I was grading uh, rugby players on hardness. Ah, yes. And you've mentioned Ellis Gange and I was thinking about Haskell, for example. No, mate, yeah, he should, uh, he's not even in the conversation. Well, he he was high up there for That me. is horseshit. However however, when I realised that he could be so impacted by water, <laughs> that put him quite low down the scale, more towards a one. But initially he was quite high up. But Ellis Gange would be up there, definitely. Yeah. Where would you, it's a one to ten scale, is it? One to ten. Where is Joe? Um, nine. Mm. Ten doesn't exist. What do you mean it's a 1 to 10 scale and then 10 doesn't exist? In general in life, 10 doesn't exist except a diamond on the most scale. So if you're saying how good was that person out of 10, 10 doesn't exist, so 9. So basically you're a 10, Joe. Okay. Well done, what I mate?
2: You look so smart. What a way to... You know, oh,
1: look at your face! Smother me up. No, love a bit, lather
0: me up. Smother me up. Butter me up, Blood, butter me up. You're, boy, you're lathering me up with butter, and I don't know how I feel about it. So that was
1: seventy million. Was that was seventy million? Yeah, because so red diamonds at the time were the most valuable colour, right? So a diamond's worth whatever someone will pay for it. Okay, because you can't go. There's seventeen thousand red diamonds out there. So what's the average price? The price is because they're so rare. Whatever someone will pay for it. And at the time, red diamonds were the most rare. So that item was valued at seventy million. Uh, dollars. What was the other one? It's a bit of artwork, which I can't name, oh. that was um worth more towards 100 million US, 75 million pounds at the time. Artwork. Yes. Made made of diamonds? Yes. It's a fucking
0: about diamonds episode. Yeah, I know, but- <laughs> <laughs> He's not transporting
2: a piece of artwork. <laughs> It might be. St- it's made of steel. No, but it might be mainly made of something else with one massive diamond. Uh, what I'm doing, Joe? I'm looking at you as if we could work. We're out trying to what dig this thing the, what this is. Well, let me let me just
0: list some items, and we won't say it, but we we all know. Me and you will know. Yeah, the okay. listeners won't know, but we'll know by his body language, like and also the fact that you're holding a knife <laughs> um, to him to actually tell us. And I'll say these items that are diamond encrusted or you know diamond covered you know remember that episode you said that uh flammable and inflammable yes. mean the same <laughs> yeah you may have been right but how about this you know encrusted yeah and crusted yeah mean the same this is the second time you've looked smoke today <laughs> just saying sort <laughs> of sad that's the research i've done on it <laughs> right here we go was it an old school game boy
2: what do you think tom because he, like Steve, can't actually say. I would say no. Why would you? Why would you crust or encrust an an old school Game Boy with diamonds? Well, oh, because it looks fucking cool. Why would you crust or encrust anything with
0: diamonds? Because it looks cool and it shows off your wealth. That's how it is. The twenty five grand that cost you that Game Boy. It wasn't that one. Okay, what about a toilet? Was it a toilet? That must be quite hard. It wasn't a nah. toilet. Have in your backpack. Why would you want to sit on a toilet made of
2: the hardest substance in, on the planet? Uh,
0: well, there's some people that need toilets that are made of the hardest substance on the planet. Oh, have you? I have actually recently broken my toilet lid. Yeah, I was bathing the kids and then I just sat down on the toilet lid and it snapped and the kids <laughs> were just like... <gasps> oh. I, was like oh, I don't think Daisy's noticed yet, so shit, I've just dropped myself in it. So it's not a toilet. What about a bra? Was it a brassiere? It was not. So it wasn't a Mercedes... That was an option, was it? Mercedes, $48 million. What? Prince Al-Walid of Saudi Arabia commissioned a car covered in diamonds for $48 million. Yowza. Okay, I I don't want to keep pushing Steve on this, to be honest, because I'm starting to, I can
2: feel the tension in the room change. So it was extraordinarily expensive. Can we assume, Steve, that you could carry it?
1: Yes, so I carried it.
2: You carried it. Um, were you on a commercial flight?
1: Yes. Oh. Wow. And my colleague had another item worth a not dissimilar amount, so we had two of us together.
2: Did you do it in one of those suitcases? And I'm sure, Joe, you would have liked one of these suitcases slash briefcases, which was handcuffed to you, like Boris the Blade in Snatch.
1: <laughs> so that that's, that that's the common misconception, is you guys are picturing, you know, from the movie, someone in a suit with handcuffs and a briefcase... Nah, because the idea is to be like as incognito as possible. So you don't want to fly economy just because it's too risky with such value. But flying Good first... Good excuse. Well yeah, played. exactly. Yep. Thank you, air miles. But flying um, first obviously puts you on the radar. So you just fly business and you try and just wear your jeans and a T-shirt, off to see a family member or whatever in another country, and in your rucksack is crazy In value. your rucksack? Yeah. So does that
2: not go off in airport security?
1: So yes, it does, but you arrange special clearance. <sighs> so you don't How? have to do the same clearance. You forewarn them that you're coming through as a secure carrier and your colleagues will come with you with the paperwork because you need a lot of paperwork for these items and you'll go through a separate clearance. Is it a ba- it's just a standard backpack? Standard backpack, but inside the item is specially packed.
2: Did you at any point take the backpack off? Let's say you needed to go to the toilet before you got on the plane. <sighs> Did you go to Cubicle and just pop the backpack on the floor?
1: So it, was, it was absolutely chaotic, I won't lie. It, we'd planned it beautifully, but the particular artist flew with us. So he knew we were on this flight, and he knew what we looked like. So when we got on the flight, and I've put my item in the overhead locker, and my colleagues put his, and we sat down. <laughs> He's like, don't fucking lob it just in like that. Like, you've, got, you've got this artist turning around being like, everything okay? Like oh. Thumbs up, and I'm just like, Pff, this guy next to me's noticed him. And staring at me, and I'm like, making my eyes roll, being like first-class drunk wanker. Don't (laughs) know, ignore that guy. And he keeps (laughs) turning around, like, smiling at me. And I'm like, I don't know, this guy. The guy I'm next to you, like, stands up and starts, like, rooting around the overhead locker, like, (gasps) pushing my back. And I'm like... uh, Eventually, I have to say something. I'm like, excuse me, are you okay? He's, like, looking at me like, you patronising bastard. I'm absolutely fine. I'm just going in the overhead locker. (gasps) Eventually, he decides to sit down, and I spend the whole flight just, like, sweating. It was petrifying. When
2: you got to the other side... Because I'm thinking, Joe, there might be a heist opportunity here. Like, yes, the paperwork's been done. Someone's slips someone I, else... What? How are you getting a heist in, in a plane? No, when he's got off the plane. Oh. You know, and you go through security, and yeah. then you're there waiting for a taxi. Yeah. Steve.
1: So this is where it got even worse, actually. So when we landed, we'd arranged a couple of special cars to be there to take us off. First class off-boarded first. This particular artist, who had a few too many took the vehicles without so us both. well you and his entourage and i'm then stood there with my colleague wanting to get on one of those transit lorries now like, you gotta get on these with other passengers i'm like no no i can't i'm a special courier i, I, I can't i need to wait for another vehicle <laughs> i can't i'm a special courier
0: <laughs> yeah, hang on this is where it's backfired that you need to look incognito if you're in a suit and like dark glasses and you had a, a suitcase with the the chain on and a fake hand and microphone in your ear, then people were taking you seriously. But in your jeans and T-shirt and your backpack, they are like, fuck off, mate, you're here to travel. Exactly, (laughs) they're here to travel.
1: But eventually the pilot came down with the studio. It's like, look, we're now going on the next van. If you don't go on it, you will get arrested. (laughs) So I'm just like, right, okay. So the next van comes along and it's just me and my colleague, get on it, we're airside. We could just be whisked off anywhere and flown anywhere. It was a disaster. Luckily, we went to the right place, and I think I found the only licensed hotel that would serve us um, once we eventually delivered the items. It was petrifying.
2: I really, really want to be a diamond smuggler. I want to know, Steve, about diamond heists. Yeah,
1: Are there more heists than we think,
2: or are there far fewer?
1: There's not many, because they're so publicised you'd know about them um so there's a few i mean you guys might have seen a few years ago the brussels heist where they stole 50 million dollars of diamonds in about 20 minutes um two fake obviously police vans crashed through a fence and drove up to it it was an inside job so it was quite well planned they drove up to a plane which was being loaded with diamonds which get flown in the valuable cargo hold and within yeah i think about 15 minutes they loaded 50 bags of diamonds onto the truck and drove off were they caught uh, they were caught, the diamonds were not, they got into, back into the mix.
2: How does that make you feel, Joe? Did you want them to succeed or fail?
1: Uh,
0: I, usually I like, I, I want them to succeed in those stories, um, especially, what was, what was the group of old men? Was that the Hat and Garden ones? Hatton Garden yeah. heist? Yeah. That Hat- was a load of old men, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, and although I'm basing it on watching the film, but. Yeah. I wanted them to succeed, and just because they're old men and they had the kahunas to go and actually do it, because they were bored. Yeah. And I wanted them to then just live their lives in there. And the fact they got caught, I got really upset. But in terms of the Brussels people, I'm not sure what they're like. Were they old? No. Fuck them then. No. <laughs> nah. No. They shouldn't be able to get away. Professional with it. criminal gang, yeah, we don't support that, yeah. No, we don't yeah. support that no. unless they're old. <laughs>
1: unless they're old, then it's fine, yeah. Yeah, because like, right, you know, it's early like, on, isn't it? Well, they, were old, they were strong enough to drill through a wall still, those old gentlemen on Hatton Garden, weren't they? So, Because they did drill through a wall and climb through it, so.
2: Yeah, but I bet they had one of those diamond drills. Yeah, very you good. Like it, you, know? you like that, yeah. So, what is the. If that was unsuccessful, the Brussels one, what was the most expensive, successful diamond heist
1: oh, there was one at an exhibition uh, in Basel World about ten years ago where nine and a half million dollars worth of diamonds were stolen by some criminals obviously um, who distracted the salesman with some models and managed to unscrew some showcases and heist away three stones worth a combined 9.5 million Mod-
2: models as in human models.
1: Yeah, so that's quite a common technique is to distract with either good looking males or female staff members whilst the criminals go about their business.
2: Um Steve, are you familiar with the wrong trousers, the um Wallace and Gromit animated film?
1: No. I've heard
2: of this. That but... will make the next bit difficult. They basically a penguin this none of this will make sense. A penguin tries to steal a diamond. Right. I, yeah, you're looking at me with the exact expression I expected when I began this explanation. Um, don't worry about the penguin or the wrong trousers, although I do see it. The diamond is protected in this thing by loads of those like red laser beams that, enter, that cross over. You know yeah. that sort, Joe, don't you? Do they exist in real life? Yes. The laser beams?
0: Yeah. So you have to, like, learn choreographed dances to beat them?
1: If you want to beat them, yeah.
2: Fuck. If Joe wanted to steal a diamond in that case, Steve, what would Joe's best option be?
1: Oh, there was a case, actually which where we had, there was, um, and the claim was paid, there was someone who used to cut and polish diamonds, which I'm guessing you don't know much about, but that's where... What do you mean cut and polish them? So a diamond obviously initiates as rough, right? It looks like a bit of ugly rock.
0: I'd, and say, it, I'd g- say it looks like a, a, a small, rough piece of carbon that is bonded together by... Over, what, for, o- over four billions other, of years. Over billions of yeah, years, yeah, approximately one and a half to three and a half billion years ago. Um, using 5 to 6 gigapascals of pressure to form. Yeah, Um, (laughs) roughly 100
1: miles below the Earth's surface. And and just
0: to give you an idea of what that sort of pressure is, if you picture 80 elephants, so 80 of them, all stacked up on top of each other, yeah? How are they balancing on each other? Not important in this question. Please continue, sorry.
1: (laughs) So there was a guy who used to cut and polish diamonds, and he grew his hair extra long slicked it back, and pretends to be a rocker. So when he was doing it, he'd be banging his head up and down like Led Zeppelin, collecting tiny diamond particles in his hair and then going home, washing it out into a tiny sieve and collecting the extract. And what? He gathered together quite a lot. I think it's about $200,000. Fucking hell. Like- so your beard would have to go nuts, Joe, just to get that, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hang on. So he he was cutting it. So he was polishing on a wheel, so tiny bits of diamond would be flying off, like tiny, tiny bits. And while he was doing that, he'd be rocking out. Headbanging. Um, headbanging, collecting it in his hair, tiny bits of it, and going over and washing it out. Did each additional headbang
2: not dislodge the previous lodged bits of diamond?
1: Uh, well, I think he greased it up quite a lot. I so, see. Yeah, he was pretty well prepared. That's a good story. Why do you have to pernickety it? <laughs> With the
2: grease. <laughs> obviously, obviously, he had greasy hair. So the
1: diamond stuck?
2: Yeah, obviously. Are you saying that would be the best way for Joe to do it?
1: Um, yeah, because quite a lot of... I don't know how good Joe is with his hands.
0: Um. Can you see that my uh, middle finger is... The, the tip of it is actually facing the wrong way. It should be straight, but it's actually pointing at, I'd say... What angle is that? Like four different
1: angles. Yeah, thanks. It.
0: Uh, and that gives you a mark, And the fact that they're shaking um, and every morning I wake up in pain in my hands um, tells you that I am fucking good with my hands.
1: <laughs> very good, very Steady good. Steady as yes. a rock.
0: Especially in the rock. But That's vibrating really quickly.
1: Because <laughs> another main way of stealing them is like sleight of hands so and doing tricks. So quickly taking a fake diamond and a real diamond when you're looking at them and switching them.
0: Do you mean a... By fake diamond, you mean a moissanite
1: or cubic zirconia? But yeah,
0: no, no, you mean moissanite? Definitely yeah? moissanite. Tell me more, Joe. So a moissanite is is a uh, is a f- is a fake diamond that looks just like a diamond, but it's not a di- di- diamond. And it, do you know what it's worth? Tell me. Fuck all. <laughs> That's a quote from Snatch. Any Snatch lovers will appreciate that. Sorry, I, personal joke to my head. Slight of hand's not gonna work for me. Not Eating for you, it mate. might. very you eat a diamond or would that cut up your insides because they
1: like it'd cut up your insides. Let's try it.
0: Now? I should have brought some really, shouldn't no. I?
1: Sorry, mate. I know guests normally bring things, I should have really brought yeah, some. Yeah, what
2: diamonds. have you bought actually?
1: Um No diamonds. No diamonds. That no I'm gonna diamond. tell you about. Maybe at the end.
2: Joe, this is amazing, but we do need to have a little break for some adverts. And here it comes now. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star.
0: Beneath the veneer of the everyday lurks the realm of the spy. From Wondery, I'm Raza Jaffrey. This is The Spy Who. The podcast exploring true spy stories you were never meant to hear. With secret operatives playing to very different rules. We'll reveal the invisible work of the world's intelligence services. Unearthing daring missions packed with danger, deceit and double crosses. Follow The Spy Who wherever you listen to podcasts. Right, it's that time in the pod where we thank our lovely Patreons, the official sponsors of the Joe Marler Show. Long, tall Sally Wenham. Three names
2: in one, it's Niels von Hinton Reed. That's four names. Four names in one, it's Niels von Hinton Reed. John, shall he,
0: shan't he, Drake? Claire Blacko or Blako. Joshua Batsy Batterton. Jim would, would you?
2: Darren Dazzler Greenfield. Why does it always rain on him? It's Jack Travis. To be more like Sally, Niels, John, Claire, Joshua, Jim, Darren, and Jack, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and grow the show. Well, there you go. Those were the ads. Steve, as someone who's made a living in the diamond trade, uh, what is your single best diamond story?
1: (laughs) Um, So I worked on exhibitions. These are diamond and jewellery exhibitions. In these exhibitions, you've got a couple of billions worth of diamonds in booths. Instead of booths selling hoovers, you've got diamonds with showcases with safes with CCTV. When these diamonds come to be unpacked, they're unpacked in quite a frantic rush. And we've had a couple of cases where whilst unpacking some clients have thrown diamonds in the bin. 50 to 100k is worth of value. Oh, my God. And uh, they get to the end of the show and they're like, oh, I'm missing a diamond. I'm like, oh, where is it? Don't know. We watch the CCTV back and you see them just unpacking frantically and you see, unfortunately, some diamonds wrapped in bubble that they just tossed in the bin. That I pray a cleaner got, because uh, if not, they're just gone. Oh, imagine that, Joe. That, see, that's a nice story. Yeah. It's like the
2: old men from Hatton Garden, that, yeah. but with even less violence or criminality. Um, what is the markup Steve let's say Joe and I were in a diamond mine which would be slightly strange place for us to be Joe and we found a diamond Um, and then we fast forwarded to a diamond expert shop in Antwerp Mm -hmm. how much more money would that diamond be going for
1: Uh, probably about three or four hundred percent and then if you go from the diamond shop in Antwerp which would be a wholesale diamond dealer Go to a uh, Bond Street Jeweller here. Add another couple of hundred percent. Why? Branding, marketing, I don't know. People like playing for the box. This is ridiculous. This is like... So if you wanted to go and buy a stone, go and look at a stone on Bond Street. And, and what then, am I looking for? So look for an engagement ring that you wouldn't be buying, but just have a look at a standard engagement ring, say 510k, 15k, I don't know what. Yeah. Then go to Hatton Garden and see what roughly the same size and quality of diamond would cost in Hatton Garden, without the branding, without the marketing, the advertising, and you'll save 50%? 50%? Are you,
0: are you sure it's the branding and not the fact that I've just gone and met one of the old geezers that stole loads of diamonds, and he's given me a, a knock-off price? Could be that.
1: It could be that, which is why paperwork's very important. You don't want to get mugged off, do you?
0: When we're looking at buying a diamond, Tom, which you apparently are never going to do because... Mm. Possibly a, you're a tight ass. Um, B, by the sounds of it, you don't really love Murph enough. Um, and three, this podcast isn't making us anywhere near as much money as we'd hoped, so we can't actually afford to buy a diamond. So, But if you were a gazillionaire and you wanted it, do you know
2: the four things to look out for? Is this the four C's, Joe? It is, it is, Tom. It, hit about me, it. what are the four C's? The four C's, Joe, are colour, cut... Clarity, and carat, carat, carat. Now I always thought it was carrot, but it is
0: karat. And what is carat? I have no idea what a carat is. It's it's weight, isn't it? Yeah, it's the size.
1: Yeah, is exactly. It?
0: And just what that leads me nicely onto
2: the biggest diamond ever found. Do you know it? I would guess that it's the Kohi Noor, which is in the Crown Jewels and is also generally a curry house in most suburban towns. So, you did, Tom, you said the Kohi Noor, did you? Yeah, have I said that right or wrong? You have said that
0: right, but it's the wrong answer. Oh. The the right answer is the.
1: Cullinan. Cullinan,
0: or the Cullinan, or the yeah. Cullinan, Cullinan, Harit, Cullinan, you? yeah, you did. See you, Jimmy. I get you sitting in the back of your van. And he's like, oh, what is this is The Cullinan. Cullinan, how big is it? It's called the Cullinan, and it's uh, 3,100... <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's immediately loose, like, you know. Okay. The Cullinan, it is 3,106.75 carats. Or carat. Do you say carats or carrot? Oh, I say carrots. But...
2: Okay, so carrots so what it, does that mean in layman's terms in terms of its weight is it could you pick it up
1: yes definitely of course it would fit in your fist
2: oh. fucking hell mate were you were you thinking like a boulder size how many did you say 3000 or something yeah
0: 3100 carats, 3, carats so you can hold it still yeah. you can okay. still hold it mate it's like, it's like a giant you know uh, have, you, have you ever eaten a heart from a horse <laughs> this is over very Game of Thrones well, like, Khaleesi? Yeah, have you ever eaten a horse heart? No. No? Ludicrous. What about a cow heart? No. Have you ever eaten any heart? No. Okay, right, so picture eating a horse heart. <laughs> yeah. And I can't, because I've never seen one, I've never... Okay, well, it looks like it's the size of two fists Put together. Put together. Okay. And you're holding that, that's the size of the Cullinan. Is it... Um and although it's massive, it's not the most expensive. Can you take a guess at what what the Cullinan
2: was worth is worth? Uh, I'm going to say so. It was 70 million was the art's work that Steve referred to, but that sounds like it was multiple diamonds. I'm going to say one big diamond is worth more than lots of little ones. Joe, I'm going to say it was worth 84 million English pounds.
1: Steve, any idea? But. Question, are you talking about it as the original large oh, stone or when it was good. broken down? Here
0: we go. Here we go. So, what was that fact you want to add to my fact?
1: So, it was it was broken down into 100 small and nine large. Three yep. of the nine largest are in the crown jewels. Uh, really?
0: There you go. I meant as a whole, but as a whole when when before it got cut down, um it was worth 2 billion dollars. 2 billion? 2
2: billion dollars. Who gets that 2 billion, Steve?
1: Well, most of these mines are part-owned by the government in the location it's found. So it would be the government and the particular diamond house, whether it's De Beers, Alaros, or whoever owns the mine, would get their share So well. the
2: bloke who's got his pick-and-shovel, which I'm sure he doesn't have a pick-and-shovel, but let's say he's got a pick-and-shovel... Or woman. Or woman, yep. who who digs the cullinan out. What slice of the pie are they getting?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I don't know for sure, but I would assume none.
0: I know he's partially joke about, you know, the thing, but the more digging excuse the pun. The more digging I did in the diamond industry, the dirtier it got. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't I don't see the point, first of all. The fact that we've been convinced by marketing that diamonds are what you should buy to profess. Your love is to buy a diamond mm-hmm. by spending three months' worth, which apparently is a made-up figure by the <laughs> Japanese years ago when they were convinced to spend two months' worth on diamonds. It's bollocks. Yep. Like, De Beers create this massive um, book of how to rule the world using diamonds, which is stockpiling all the diamonds. Then That's then, all it says in the book. No, my my book, my seven-step book actually is, please help with the timing of it, otherwise it looks really, okay, fine. My seven-step book from the De Beers. Number one. Control the supply. Two. Limit the supply. Three. Create demand. Four. Link spending to success. Five. Define the value. Yeah, a bit feeble. Six. Use price as marketing. Like that one. And seven. If you can't beat them, join them. Was that? What does that <laughs> mean? <laughs> Is that just general <laughs> advice. No. So that one's interesting because how are, how are, how are diamonds made? Like how are diamonds traditionally made?
1: About under high pressure, high temperature, underneath the ground, about 100 miles underneath.
0: So they they've they've all come from under earth about 25 million years ago there was these random explosions that shot all these diamonds up to the the surface a lot of them just evaporated because of the seismic areas that they were in but the non-seismic areas these diamonds were just fucking everywhere as in to to go and mine a lot in russia which is actually people think all the diamonds come from africa don't they but russia's the biggest supplier of diamonds tom you know did you know that? no Fucking hell, this the smuggery is fucking appalling for me today, isn't it? It's because I got well into diamonds. I had to try and justify why I've spent fuck knows how much on these stupid things that just sit on people's fingers. Um, so that that so it's from all the pressure of that lot. But then I was like, surely we can just make them now. Surely we we make them, yeah. and we do. There's there's two different main scientific ways to do it, which is the
1: so you've got lab-grown diamonds with a high-pressure, high-temperature, yeah. which is the main way, uh, and they can be grown. Grown? Grown. Yeah, wow. so It takes the, about a month to do yeah. that. A right.
2: month? Why, why don't people just grow them all the time? They've started.
1: Are they better? Can you tell the difference? Yeah, so they are literally identical to look at, to weigh. If you gave it to a standard gemologist, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference.
0: So that bit where I said, if you can't beat them, join them, When people decided to start making them, De Beers were like, oh shit, hang on, we've lost control of this now. We've lost control of being able to dictate all the prices to everyone. Right, let's make them ourselves. And then what we'll do, we'll sell them dirt cheap as well. Even though they're exactly the same as the ones that you find under the earth, we'll sell them dirt cheap to convince the consumer to go it's better to buy the precious ones that we've stockpiled over hundreds of years Whoa. and bring the fucking price down of all these these man, man-made ones. Ludicrous.
1: De Beers, I'm sorry, that can get fucked. Steve? Uh, De Beers and Alarossa, both of them, right? So they've got 40% of the market each, and they're both dominating it. It's the definition of a monopoly.
2: Um, I've got a philosophical question for you, Steve. So, if diamond is the hardest thing in the world, and only diamonds can cut diamond, how the hell did they cut the first diamond?
1: Mm. Da, that's a good question. Da, but but why? When they cut the first diamond, why can't they still use two diamonds? Because diamonds would have come out of the mine not one at a time, so they still had two diamonds when they came out in rough, so they can still use one diamond. So what you're saying is it's diamond.
2: not like the chicken and the egg because one diamond does not give birth to the second Correct. diamond, thus rendering my smug point meaningless. <laughs> Joe, what have you got next? I've got a phone call from
0: Southampton uh, that I just need to take quickly. Okay,
2: can we put it on speakerphone?
0: Hey, is that Lee? Yeah. Hey, Lee, Lee, sorry, mate. I was going to drop you an email. Um... Uh, no, no, uh, I've got five minutes what, what, when will I have five minutes? about half an hour I'll have five minutes in about half hour yeah, of course mate, on this number? Yeah. yeah, legend cheers Lee, take care mate, bye Yeah.
1: trying really hard to not listen to the conversation but it-
2: <laughs> it's nice to have got that sorted Joe anyway sorry, bought yeah. a new car, and Have I? Oh, yeah. yeah, go on <laughs> <laughs> well before your phone rang Joe I was actually asking you to get me out the chicken and egg predicament. That yeah, I and I was going to do that with, obviously, it's not like the chicken and egg, is it? Because... No, I know I've realised that, but you were meant to help me out. Rather than rather than underline the foolishness of the comment I made, Yeah, you were meant to take it somewhere else. Uh, thus sparing my blushes. Yeah, Steve, I would like to ask you about how diamonds are cut. Alright, now it makes sense that you could cut a diamond if it was the first diamond to be cut. But, If Joe were holding a diamond in his fist, can you just do a fist shape for me, please, Joe? Um, And that was the raw diamond. How much smaller would the cut diamond be?
1: So you'd turn the rough diamond into multiple diamonds. So you'd use 3D imaging to work out how many polished diamonds you can get from one rough diamond. And then that's why the round brilliant cut is the more expensive, because obviously the round shape, you're going to get less of them. Than if you do like the different cuts, like heart shape, marquise right. cut, and you can basically play Tetris with a rough diamond, so you want to turn that rough diamond into yeah, as many as you can, like the Colinian one, which became what 109 technically. So, these different cuts
2: have you seen the names of the different cuts, Joe? I'm going to run you through a few of them. The baguette, self explanatory, shaped like a sandwich, shaped like a French sandwich. You can only buy them in France. The marquise, any idea what shape that is?
0: It's uh, like a roof type angle and then you've got two you've got two poles coming off the front and then two poles coming down the thing it's actually quite a unique shape of diamond the princess so it's shaped like elsa heart so you know have you ever seen a horse Mm -hmm. have you ever seen a horse's heart all the time so it's shaped like that the briolette that is a um little bit of so it's a round, it's a round shape that smells like cheese, and you can rent
2: it out to people. And finally, the pear—pretty self-explanatory. There's two of them, um, Steve. That was one, two, three, four, five, six different cuts. Of those six different cuts, how many did Joe accurately identify?
1: Um, not many, Joe. I'm afraid. Uh, but great suggestions. We should actually get some of them changed i think especially the marquee the marquee one one would think the marquee one would
2: make real good sense i think that would be class if could you put those in order of expense please for cut so we've got baguette marquees princess heart briolettes and pear
1: so it's going to vary a lot the problem you're going to get this all the time from diamond dealers oh it varies it varies because of color cut etc etc so round brilliant would stereotypically be the most expensive i just find it really fascinating that they're
0: they're worth so much money uh, why Why is that? Because essentially you just buy diamonds to, uh, however they're presented, whether it's on a watch, on a necklace, on a ring, or what, earrings, uh, you're buying them to then just show other people that you're really rich. I don't get it.
1: Basically, but the idea is you try and buy them as an investment. So you'd buy a super rare one or you'd find a very special one with made by a special jeweller, worn by someone special, and then sell it in 10 years time for more because the value will go up so people buy them mainly as investments
2: Mm. are they also quite let's say you were worried about the situation in your country and you might have to flee at some stage is a diamond quite a handy way of storing
1: your wealth yes and that's goes back to when obviously like certain people were quite persecuted they couldn't own sheep and land because you've suddenly to disappear in the night uh, you couldn't do that whereas you could grab a bag of diamonds
2: so, Joe, rather than buy a new car, mm. perhaps you should be investing in a couple of cheeky little diamonds. Yeah, but they're not going to get me to work every day, are they? But you've already got a car.
0: Yeah, but it guzzles fuel, mate. That's why I'm getting a polo. You're not getting a polo.
1: Yeah. Are you? Yeah.
0: A okay. polo. Get me back and forth from work. Yeah, okay. Auto Makes trader. Sense. Yeah. You yeah? know? Lee. Just spoke to Lee. Sort me out. Got to pick out up from Southampton. What colour? Black. It's got racing stripes on it,' Is it
2: really yeah <laughs> <laughs> Steve, can I finish by asking you um if you yourself own any diamonds uh
0: just uh engagement ring so you don't have any diamonds, Tom no, Murph's
2: got no diamonds. Not for me. You fucking horrible, nasty piece of shit. You've gone from saying you hate the diamond trade and it makes absolutely no sense to upbraiding me for not participating in the very trade that you profess to hate. Yeah, mainly because the reason you're not participating in the said trade
0: I hate is not because of the said bollocks that goes on with it.
2: It's because you're too tight to buy one. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I'm going to pose a question to you then, Joe. Why should you profess slash show your love for someone with a sparkly stone when you can look them in the eye and tell them?
0: Now that I've said it all out loud, there's part of me that wants to go back home and just take the rings off of Daisy's fingers. If, that, say, if you do
2: that, film it, because I'd like to see it.
0: But she's, I, I know her so well, I know her so well, that she definitely feels the same if I explain to her like the bollocks that is the diamond industry still film this oh still film it okay and she'll definitely just go yeah you're you're, you're right definitely give up these two fucking massive diamonds with a little pink what's the pink one called in the middle
1: in the middle
0: yeah I I got a I got a pink one in the middle Um, sapphire
1: is it a sapphire I don't know yeah Yeah, it's pink pink. yeah pink would be diamond sapphire would be uh, blue Ruby red? Oh no, no, no this good. is a pink thing. Yeah, it's not a diamond.
2: Oh, Joe, uh, would you like to thank our guest? Oh, you found Daisy? Yeah, it's important. I think it's a really important thing. Hello.
0: Mugwump, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. Uh, just quick one. You know, on your hand, you know that ring you've got one of the the, the one with the two. Star- What's the pink one in the middle called? Uh, a it's a sapphire. Can you get pink sapphires?
1: Very rare, yeah. They're very rare.
0: Is it a pink? Is it a pink sapphire? Mm, don't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't even know what's on her finger. Days. So what's the point in it?
2: Days. If Joe comes back and he takes all your jewelry off your fingers, how are you feeling? Well, for what
0: purpose? What's the purpose? Ethical. Ethical. Like now that I've done digging into the diamond world, like okay. I think you're you're totally against ethics as well because you're a vegetarian. Okay, but you bought me these rings. Yeah, I know. So that's why I should take it back. She said if they're not ethical, that'll be fine. What's a woman? You're a fabulous woman. We'll do that tonight, shall we? are you putting them on buy, swap, sale or something? Am I putting them on buy, swap, (laughs) (laughs) sale? Yeah, okay. But in all seriousness... Are you just saying this to me because you need some money? I need some money to buy that polo.
2: (laughs) Brilliant. Love you. I told you she'd be all right with it. Wow. She's a keeper. Fuck it, we'll see how that (laughs) looks.
0: I take the ring while she's sleeping. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Steve, thank you so much. I know it's not your real name. It's really disrespectful for me to actually thank you using a fake name. But that's the parameters we set out from the start. So Steve, not Steve, thank you for coming on our show and putting up with Tom.
1: Great, thanks for having me, guys. Great to meet you.
2: You didn't. Say, I thought you were going to call him a diamond geezer. Fuck
0: it out. We had enough shit jokes, and you finish it off with that. Go on, <laughs> go on. Then. Well, but no go on. it's too and, late. You know, it's too late. Thank and, you, Steve. And Tom, do you want to say thank you, or are you just going to be rude? Thank you, Steve. It's been lovely to meet you. No, I've just teed you up.
2: I'm to not do doing that because you've made a face. All right, try it now. You're still making a face. You just got your eyes shut. <laughs> Steve, you've been a right fucking geezer. A diamond geezer. Oh! Do you think we were over aggressive with Steve at any point there, Joe, on reflection?
0: Uh, I don't think
2: we. Uh,
0: did we knock him? Did, he knock, did we knock his industry? A no? little bit. Well, we questioned it. There was. It's important to ask. We held it to the light, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't.
2: Oh my God. See, yeah,
0: and there were so many different prisms, Fa- facets that just reflected from his answers and I have far more clarity now and we really cut to the truth sometimes on the trickier subjects. That's quite good. And I just want to eat carrots
2: now. I feel like a bunny. Rabbit. It's a shame that we've hit our stride so late in the podcast um, because we are at the end, Joe. If you want to support the show, as always... Search for Joe Marla Show on Patreon. If you'd like another podcast to listen to before the next episode of Joe Marla Show comes out, why not try the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club? G is trying to build the world's biggest cycling club from scratch. Along the way, he's chatting to people like Sir Chris Hoy, Sir Paul Smith, Laura Kenny, and the show is back for a new season. You can learn all the secrets from the Pro Tour and be part of the world's biggest cycling club. Just search for... Right. So 'm a cycling club in all your usual podcast places what do you look like on a bike Jane can't ride one at all how can you half ride a bike <laughs> could you ride it to the end of your street don't have a street can you swim yes Wait, how, how long can this go on for shame <laughs> bye bye